The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wraith Record Podcast, episode 89. Yeah! Woo! Taylor Swift. Definitely not Taylor Swift. It was me. It was I who escaped the birth canal in 1989. I escaped my father's testicles. I went into my mother's vagina, and then I came out nine months later ready to seize the earth. That's exactly what birthing is, if you didn't know. Yes, but when you say it like that, uh, different visuals come up. So thank you for that. I'm glad we started that way. Anyways, the one who escaped his mother is Chris. And I'm sure it's Vanity that too. So <laughs> your two hosts who are uh, have escaped the birth canal are Chris and... Regrettably, Savannah, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here with you right now. Oh, man. I, I had an idea for where I wanted to go with that. Then I lost and just kept rolling with it anyway. Good. I was born in 89. There you go. That's, all, that's that's pretty much the gist of what you need to know. And that's the funny haha tie into 89. But also, it's not just episode 89. Uh, so last week was our two-year anniversary, episode 88. But now we're at the season five, mid-season finale, I guess you want to call it. Uh, we'll be off next week. Uh, so, yeah, just a single pause in the middle of the season because this one's a little longer than usual. So we're allowed to take a break. So uh, we decided to... Well, yeah, I guess kind of re- we decided to revisit a band that we visited 80 episodes ago. Holy shit. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I'm i almost positive that I wrote the band intro for it the first time. So this time I was like, I'm just going to copy that. I didn't realize how much my system has changed. I don't even have it anymore. I have no idea where any of those early reviews went. And I can't believe that was 80 episodes ago. It felt a lot more recent than that. Yeah, I, I think the PC I'm on now only has my fo- like my old PC, which I still have, has everything on it. But then then my new one has from like halfway through season four onward. So everything yeah. else before that's on my old PC. Holy crap. That's we've been doing this for a long time. And it's it's crazy. I'm never going to stop feeling i don't know in awe of that every single episode i'm like oh my god how does she not get it by now but episode 91 92 oh my god we yeah made they'll it keep to the they'll, 90s they'll keep climbing and climbing and climbing Holy crap but yeah uh, 80 episodes ago we did a band and i'll talk about them in a minute but first i just want to say hey thank you very much for uh checking out this video coming out to hang out with us today and talk about music listen to music and all that fun stuff uh if you like what you see and we're here today make sure you do one of a bunch of things or if not all the things to help show your love and support for the show like subscribe rate share comment follow all of those things help build the musical community get into the algorithm more eyes and ears on the prize and just you know a lot more going on so by all means if you want to help out in that that's the best easiest free way to do it another way you can do it is ko-fi.com slash rate the record the rtr club five bucks a month if you actually want to financially support us uh that that's a great way of doing it too plus you get early access to the podcast episodes you get uh bonus content which we just released like an hour-long bonus podcast last week for our uh, second year <laughs> anniversary that sounds pretty yeah. cool uh you could also get like you know album requests expedited to the front of the line type deal uh and we'll review your band's music you get shout out all that kind of cool stuff so 
You'll find that at the RTR Club, and all of that is found at ratetherecord.ca. That's where you find all the social media links. That's where you find all the streaming links. The RTR Club. You can request an album there. You can find merch. So much going on. Ratetherecord.ca. And one more time, because they say threes are good for advertising. Ratetherecord.ca. Nice. I was going to say, sorry, Chris, what was that? What was that website again? But I, I think you got it. I think marketing you got it. 101. Uh, you have to do everything in threes. You have to repeat it. So that the third, apparently the third time hammers it in. So there you go. Mm. Of course. Right. The record.ca. Exactly. So uh, if you've, <laughs> if you've been here before, you know that we like to whore out our brand as often as we can. So, Hey, welcome back. Glad they're here. It's obviously working because you came back. So we're <laughs> truly appreciative of that. If you're new, don't worry. You'll be indoctrinated soon enough. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. Have fun listening to music, just like everyone else does, just like we do. Uh, so if you don't know what we do here, I'll explain it real quick. So basically each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album, be it completely at random, whatever the hell we want to listen to. No rhyme or reason. We take requests all the time. Like today's episode is indeed a request episode and we also do anniversary albums we did our own anniversary last week but when albums celebrate anniversaries we do that too but regardless we will choose an album we'll discuss it at length from front to back we rank the songs and then we rate Rate the the record record. there we go that was actually kind of yeah more that one that one week that was still like perfect though Dang, I will never beat perfection. You no, you, you have to downhill from here. You have to purposely try to get ahead of me. That's how you got it last time. <sighs> well, you know, one day, one day you're going to be reading that. And then this is just going to be some sort of still image that you think you're talking to. And I'm going to pop up behind you and go, right, you're going to be like, oh, my God, how'd you get into my house? I didn't even hear you open the door. Maybe it's these (laughs) great headphones that I would love to do advertising for, but can't because, you know, brand deals and such. I won't even show you the uh, name on the top. There's a hint. Anyways, we actually have an episode. It's like all that was planned. You would think, right? (laughs) See, I'd like to think I have something of decent improv skills, so I'll just learn to roll with things very, very quickly. I love it. All right. Well, I did hint that today was a request episode, and it's just so funny because we're today we're doing Weezer and their debut 1994 album, The Blue Album. It's also just called uh, Weezer, and yes. so is their 2000 album, The Green Album. But no one ever just calls it Weezer. They call it Blue Album, Green Album. They also have like Teal Album, Black Album, Purple Album, fucking shit album. I don't know. That was Ratitude, actually. Yes, that was it the was. one we did in episode nine, 80 uh, episodes ago, which was also a request. So the two times we've done Weezer now are through requests. So I just like the uh, that's very uh, special now. Weezer's got a special place. And by the no, way, if you didn't doesn't. if you didn't know and if you didn't check it out, episode nine, uh, we did Weezer's Ratitude. It is still to this day the lowest rated album on the podcast at the very bottom of the D tier. Like, I don't even remember what the hell it was like. I think it was like low 50s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that my score was like 40 something. I didn't care much for Yeah, mine it. was like mid to high 50s. So it was like yeah. somewhere in the middle there. It was not a good album. Uh, see, even with request albums, we don't necessarily have to be nice, but we'll see what happens with today's album because uh, we're going to start off by uh, Savannah telling us a little bit about uh, Weezer. Uh, just guess. a little bit because we've already done this before, but more or less about the Blue Album. Yeah, I tried to cheat by using my last intro, but uh, this might actually be longer than that one, but I'll speed it up. 
Weezer is an American band from Los Angeles, California, formed in 1992. Singer and guitarist Rivers Cuomo created and disbanded a bunch of bands that would feature some of future some future Weezer members. After Cuomo moved from Connecticut to Los Angeles and again to Santa Monica, California, he recorded some demos, including The World Has Turned and Left Me Here and Undone brackets or parentheses, the sweater song, which is on the album we're doing today. But wait. I will get there. Weezer's first live show in 1992 was closing for Keanu Reeves's band Dog Star, which released a new album this year and is touring and I couldn't get tickets and I'm really sour about it. And they took Dog Star's music off Spotify and I'm like doubly sour about that. I also don't know what closing for a band means. Closing and, for a band? Yeah. And then I I uh, I checked a couple different sources on Wikipedia and they both are both three of them referred to closing. So it's like the band that's playing while people are leaving the arena. That's, that's what I was thinking. It's like they're playing like green sleeves or something. I have no idea. Anyway, at the end of 1992, A&R at Geffen Records heard Weezer's demo tape and signed them in 1993. They would go on to record their debut album, which was released on May 10th, 1994. Produced by Cars frontman Rick Ocasek, the 10-track album spawned three singles, Undone, parentheses, the sweater song, Say It Ain't So, and Buddy Holly, you know, the ones you've heard before. Yeah. Apparently, for this record, there were a few rules, a couple being no reverb and only downstrokes on the guitar. Interesting. What a very punk, that's a punk rock rule from like the 70s. <laughs> right? Critical reception for the Blue Album, as it's called, garnered some pretty good reviews. Rolling Stone, four out of five. Blender, four out of five. All Music, five out of five. But Entertainment Weekly gave it a B in 1994. But 20 years later, in 2014, redux the score to a solid A. This album is on a myriad of best of lists and with three times platinum in the U.S., two times platinum in Canada and gold in the U.K., it is not hard to see why. A lot of big <laughs> hits on this one. Hmm? A lot of big hits on this one. Ooh, definitely. Um, so just going back for a minute, uh, that the fact that this is indeed a request album, it was yes. requested by uh, somebody Savannah knows, actually, we can be uh, yes. transparent about that. I, I don't think I don't think there's a conflict of interest if someone we know wants to request an album. It's like, we'll still do it. We could, we could still shit on it. It doesn't matter. Oh, definitely. It doesn't have um, to perfect score. Now, due to our constant uh, swearing and 18 plus content, uh, this person who is a minor and will not be named uh, won't be listening to this until they turn 18. So um, I album sucks. Album sucks. Never want to listen to it again. There you go. <laughs> I'm kidding. They if, won't hear this. If for some reason they snuck past the velvet rope and are watching this episode right now, go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. A plus. Great, great choice. Loved it. Because, you know, you know, teenagers, they'll uh, find a way to sneak in anywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Already. They, oh, and uh, they also this, uh, this person also um, th they ranked two songs out of 10, which yes. I'll get to a little later. I mean, there's eight other songs. I guess there's Null and Void. That's fine. And yeah, they also gave an album score, too. So guess what? I will definitely be throwing that in once we get to that <laughs> point in the review. Excellent. But we have the entirety of the review to get through right now. So we will start with song number one. My name is Jonas. My name is Mud. Um, Better song. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that I've actually heard this song before. I've definitely 
seen the song title, um, but I don't recognize the song very much. But I do like how it starts acoustic and then comes in, or then it all comes in with the vocals. And it has like an indie touch to it, but it does sound pretty polished. So I was kind of conflicted on really what vibe it was giving me. Yeah, the guitars have like a big time kind of feel to them. And like one of my blanks, blanket statements for the entire album is just that I really like that crunchy distortion in the guitars. I really like the tone of it. And it definitely yeah. suits its time frame as well, 1994. And I mean, some of these songs you said were kind of like demoed in 1992. Yeah, so yeah. That definitely fits the time frame of like, oh, Nirvana's big. So of course you're going to have these big, noisy guitars. And you yeah. said uh, Rick Ocasek is his name. Uh, yeah, the singer the cars. of the cars. So he obviously has like an idea for like you know i mean not that the cars sound like this at all but i mean he has an idea for like rock music and like how to do yeah. good production so you definitely have that like kind of like up on the pile there um i do want to add that as i was going through their discography um pinkerton and whatever the hell they released in the remaining of the 90s was not produced by rick Ocasek, but the green album in 2000 or 2001 was uh, which sometimes is surprising to me because that album had Hashpipe and Island in the Sun. So uh, I don't know. Sometimes the music that a producer plays is not the music the producer produces. But I, I like Hashpipe, though. It's very catchy. Oh, yeah? Very enjoyable, oh. very catchy. I've always I like liked it. One. I remember when I debuted on the Much Music Countdown. Interesting. <laughs> Good times. Uh, but yeah, this is a great start to the album. I really like this. Uh, it's good energy. It's not too fast, but the pacing is still good. And I noticed too, like there are fast portions on this album too, but now knowing that they could, the rule was they could only do downstrokes on the guitar. It's like, oh, that's why things don't go too fast. Because I mean, like I can. I've, I've seen, I've seen like old, like grainy VHS footage of like old punk bands playing in the eighties and they're all downstroking. And some yeah. of them are going insanely fast. That's, that's not really an easy or logical thing to do. Yeah, but apparently in the punk scene, if you did upstrokes, like you were kind of seen as like a piece of shit or something along really? the lines. Of, I don't funky. know why. Like, yeah, maybe so. I don't know. It's just like it's it's silly. To me. I couldn't imagine not doing upstrokes if I'm doing like sixteenth notes. Like, I don't know. Right? It's kind of silly to me. Dang. Yeah, I I don't know that. I sometimes I hate finding things out after I've done a review because I'm like, ugh. I'm like, all of these criticisms are easily explained by this one sentence. God damn it. Yeah. But. I don't really have too many uh, criticisms for this one. Uh, I do like the three, four time signature. Uh, not the only time that there's going to be a waltzy feel, although it is the only time that I recognize the different time signature could be wrong. Um, but having heard Ratitude, it seems to it seems to be that this was the sadness and despair album before they got all happy. Uh, yeah, to an extent, I guess. And obviously, this is like the much more like uh, teenage angst type yeah. of deal here. They were pretty young when this one came out. Like, do you, do you know how old Rivers was? Did you say so? I or? actually looked this up. He was 24. 23 or 24, depending on birthday. Okay, early 20s, you're still, like, you know, kind of getting out of that, like, teenage, like, angsty phase. It still follows yeah. you a bit. I know it, it did for me. So, I mean, whatever. Sometimes I feel like I'm still in it. Oh my god. <laughs> It'll never end. It'll never end. Hence why I write industrial rock music. It has to be angsty and just <laughs> angry music. Uh, yeah, like this song is catchy, but like there isn't too much to catch on to in this one, though. But like yeah. what you hear is still kind of like slightly memorable. I guess the real thing is that there's no like big hook to sink into. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to come back to. You maybe just might hum the melody to yourself and that's about it. 
Uh, the pickup in the last quarter was really good. I liked it. Uh, the harmonica felt slightly out of place. It comes back and feels yes. better later. It yeah. felt out of place here, but it wasn't enough to like you know bother me. So I was fine with it. Whatever. Yeah, I I found that for a song less than three minutes thirty, it felt a little longer than that. Um, but I was very appreciative for the end, not because I didn't like the song, but literally the end of the song. It felt like a logical conclusion with the guitar. And I really liked that. I, I find that there were a, quite a few songs on this album as a whole that I really liked the way that they ended the song. It just it felt like you closed the cover of the book. Everything was in the book. It was good. I liked it. Didn't leave you longing, which I actually really appreciated. Yeah, the song was like sandwiched by like the acoustic guitars and that, but yeah. the song ends with just a very quiet, my name is Jonas, and that's it. I like that. It feels nice and satisfactory. Just before we move on to, I, I like, I won't call her up by name, but I'm going to call it my sister that like, so I, I'm not intimately familiar with this album, but I know so much of this album because uh, she was obsessed with Weezer when, when we were younger. Uh, and she listened to a lot of these songs a lot, like Holiday and Only in Dreams. I, oh, yeah. I, I think I've heard like on repeat many times in the basement, <laughs> like way the hell back when. Uh, so I'm just, I, I don't even know if she'll say this, but I'm going to call her out anyways. It's like, it's your fault that I know a lot about this album. That's not even necessarily a bad thing though, but still. Uh-huh. Well, we'll see when we get to the scores at the end, if it was a bad thing. It, it was just nice to be familiar with it though. It was, I was more familiar than I thought it was going to be because it's like, oh yeah, like she listened to all these songs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I've heard these like infinitely like coming out of like, walls of a bedroom type thing you could hear the bass but then i could still make up the melodies so there you go having a little nostalgia on this one nice so you like this one it's an a plus uh we'll find out <laughs> it's too early to tell you're like uh, okay <laughs> I, i'll say this much it's not really spoiling anything but i liked it better than ratitude so did I. There you go. There's there's a, your spoiler, non-spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you that with confidence for sure. Uh, all right. So we'll move on. Song number two, No One Else. Okay. So I have um, <clears throat> a couple gripes with this immediately. Right. Um, this is just a weird idea of an ideal woman with no thoughts of her own. And how weird. Okay. How weird would it be to have a girl who laughs at no one else but you? Everyone tells you she's a cold bitch, but you've never had a problem because she always laughs at you. You're in a group and she only laughs at your jokes. I would find that uncomfortable and awkward because that just that idea painted a ginormous picture of a relationship. It was weird. Apparently this song and the next one, uh, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here, uh, they're both essentially about the exact same thing, but this song is about like the idea of that girl. And then the next one is about like how it's not real. And it's kind of just like you're alone and just imagining it kind of thing. Well, good. Cause this one's weird. There's also, like there's that. also been so many jokes about rivers Cuomo being like an incel. So, I see that with this one. I uh, see that. Well, apparently I don't know if he still is, but he was a celibate for a long time. Oh, uh, so is he a voluntary incel? That's the next question. <laughs> I I think I read that he was born, he was either born to or born into like a Buddhist monk sort of religion oh, idea. Oh, so, from the yeah, pleasures of the flesh. Might be it. That might contribute to it at least. But then he would go on to drink when he was 21, so. <laughs> Jesus. 
You're not allowed to do that, boy. Actually, I don't know what Buddha says you can and cannot do. I don't really know anything about the religion. Yeah. Uh, but I know enough about the song because I wrote some notes about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like that the song pretty much like launches like immediately into the verse. Like there's kind of like no waiting. So it's a good yeah. pickup from the first track because the first one kind of quietly tinkered off. Then this one just kind of picks up. So it, it feels like good continuity. Like it doesn't really sound the same, but it, there's good continuity continuity there. I do like that. Yeah. Um, I could say this about a lot of the songs on the album. Uh, the verse and the chorus do tend to blend a lot, uh, yeah. but nothing. Yeah. Nothing really differentiates them too much from one another, but like, Aside from the vocal harmonies, it doesn't necessarily sound bad, though, but some songs do it better than others. And I don't think this one was one of the better ones. Um, And again, maybe it's that like first album thing where you're just kind of like trying to find your footing. So a lot of things will just sound the same. Yeah. Uh, There's not really a grand point I'm trying to make here. It's just that I noticed it a lot in this album, but they did play it off well sometimes. But in this one, not so much. I enjoyed the tempo and pop feel. There was not much that really stood out to me. Like if I thought about it, I think I could only think of the song lyrics, not really the melody or the vocals in general. Uh, I found this song just sort of generally and genuinely shallow, uh, whether in sound or topic or anything. It was just, I don't know. It I could leave it. Take it or leave it. I could leave it. Okay, yeah, fair, because I mean, like, I wasn't super hot on it either. I, yeah. I, I thought it was, I, I thought, still thought it was fun. I mean, there was upbeat energy to it, so I didn't mind that. Uh, and just being just like slightly over three minutes made it a pretty easy listen, I guess. But yeah, this probably isn't one that I would come back to. Yeah. It's on, I won't change it, but I wouldn't like choose this song. Yeah, if you were across the room, you're like, eh, not worth it. But if you're standing next to it, you're like, no thanks. Well, I'm also so lazy that if I was like listening to it on Spotify and like I'm laying down, my phone's next to me, and it's like I could just reach over to my phone and like change the song, but I'm just like, yeah. oh, whatever. I'm, I, <laughs> it's almost I'm, over. <laughs> I'm not moving today. <laughs> bed, right, bed sores, sure. Changing the song, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Is it Ratitude? I'm right. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh, it, it's okay to pick on that one because again, like. In the same sense that I say, like, it's almost impossible for me to think that we'll ever S tier an album. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that anything will go lower than Ratitude unless we do it on purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe someone can, uh, I can't even. Maybe Ratitude was a good album. We were just so inexperienced that we shit on it completely. Maybe we should redux that one. I kind of went back to it actually, uh, not too long, not too long ago. I was like listening still to it. shit. And I was like kind of like looking at my scores and everything, and I was just kind of like, no, this this still suits. A lot of this is kind of boring, and the good tracks were all right, but they're not anywhere near enough yeah. to save anything. I, I just imagine you making a video of you just thinking about reduxing the album and all it is is just a shot of you putting on headphones, a shot of your phone playing the first song, and then a shot of you hurling your phone into the garbage. <laughs> now, if I actually wanted to get rid of my phone, I would probably consider that for like a TikTok <laughs> video or something. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Do you have a spare electronic just as, say, Ariva Dirty too? I am one of those people that will save every single cell phone they had unless it's literally unsavable. I was going to say, I do have one of my old ones. I can't turn it on anymore. And yeah. I thought I would anyways because I think the screen stopped working. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I do have some of the trash. I just have to find it somewhere. It's in a box. I don't know. Interesting. Excellent. 
Okay, moving on. Song number three, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. The one he said was like one of his earliest demos. Yeah, I don't mind this one so far. It's definitely more rock than pop, which is nice. Although I do like the pop is just sometimes getting out of it is like, oh, it's fresh to my ears. And I really like the drum fill and acoustic guitar starting this one off, which I find the, the acoustic guitar definitely makes a presence here going forward. There's a few tracks where it definitely tends to like if it's not even like too forward facing, it's still just like a layer in the background that's like really yeah. welcomed. I, yeah. I think that there is a track. I can't remember which one that like I mentioned. It's very brief, but at the same time, I, I thought it was like a very smart idea to add it. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we get there, I'll definitely have to make note of that if I remember to. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one this one felt a little different because it's obviously a much slower pace, and I yeah. thought it was pretty welcome because like we've yeah we've gotten like two more or less energetic tracks at this point, so it's fine. Um, straightforward composition, but it's still good. But I mean, you could say straightforward composition for a lot of the album anyway. So I mean. Yeah. Nothing too complex going on anywhere on this album, which isn't a problem. That's fine. Doesn't have to be. Uh, we're not talking about like prog rock or anything here. Can you imagine Weezer doing a prog rock album? Oh, Jesus, that'd be weird. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen minute songs. Uh, but yeah, like I, I like the punchy drums, the warm gu warm guitars. Like it had nice sound going on to it, so there was that much to enjoy about it. Speaking of the drums, uh, hopefully this makes sense. Uh, I like the sound of the drums. They're not sharp. They sort of sound muffled and it's pleasing to me because nothing is too abrasive or like, I don't know, tinny sounding. It's just it's very warm and soft and I really enjoy that a lot. Um, and I found that this song really straddled the line of what alternative rock was going to turn into in just a few years from when this from this album was released. Well, yeah, and considering that, like, you know, uh, grunge had been growing for like the last, what, four or five years. Yeah. Uh, by the time this album came out, I'm sure Cobain was likely gone already. So like, yes, grunge was sinking like a month but, before. Yeah. So grunge was sinking, but alt rocks was just still drifting and to, to an extent was growing. Like, I don't think yeah. the 90s were like a good time for it. And it didn't really start crashing until like probably the time new metal came around. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say like 98 to 99, every like all of those 90s alt rock, more than likely one hit wonders that I'm super into. I don't really listen to anything outside of maybe early 99, late 98, because then it does start to turn into something completely different, uh, which was just pretty much corn. Hell yeah. And we already talked about them anyway. We did. Um, yeah, as I kind of mentioned about the lyrics too, uh, how like, it's just about, like, I thought this one was like about rejection or something like that. Cause I wrote that like in my notes, but then I found yeah. out like the previous song and this one were tied together. Okay. It, I, I don't know why I had to mention this, but I'm like, but verbatim just says, it sounds like the, the song is about rejection was the first verse about masturbation though. Yeesh. Because then rereading through the, the, uh, I'm just reading the lyrics on my phone now. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of like looking down here. Uh, the first part of it's fine, but then the words, I just made love with your sweet memory 1,000 times in my head. You said you loved it more than ever, you said. That sounds like he's jerking Oh, okay. Off. Yeah, he's definitely in his mom's basement. Yeah. Or in that garage that he talks about later on in the album. And this is far before you could, like, stalk your crush's, like, social media page. Yeah. So, like, you just had to think about it and do I, all that uh, kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I was thinking more, like, in the bushes photo, so I'm glad that he just kept it up in the head. 
Uh, the, uh, since there's no implication head. of stalking, I'm going to go ahead yeah. and assume that's not happening. Good. Good. Like don't be even more weird than I think you are, please. Yeah, don't be a peeping Tom or a peeping Rivers, I should say. Whatever. So <laughs> peeping Rivers. Just imagine that he's, he just spreads the bush like, oh, it's like he's got this like very sad look on his face. He's like, yeah, that's him. That's him, officers. Oh my god. Speaking of the way he looks, didn't I just text you recently with a picture of him? It's like, why the fuck does he look like Stephen Wilson? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely growing his hair out for sure. I said it was an omen that it was like this album was gonna suck, so now we're gonna have to continue to go through this and uh, find out if the omen is correct or not. I freaking hope not. But my last note for this one is I would totally listen to it again. Uh, I said it would probably work. Uh, being closer to about 3.30 in length rather than the 4.26 that it is. Uh, right. It dragged a little, not so bad, didn't necessarily damage the score for that, but yeah, not, not a terrible song, not fantastic. It's middle of the road. Oh. All right, moving on. The song before, probably one of their better known hits, if I had to guess, Buddy Holly. Oh my God. And if Ooh, you've weird. ever, and if you've ever been on TikTok, definitely, uh, viral i guess the last year at least a little Buddy bit Holly's of it. gone viral on tiktok oh hell yeah because uh i'll watch a couple videos and they'll start playing uh like stuff on the piano or the guitar and you're like oh i'm just watching and then they go and then it says you've just been oh. weezered <laughs> yeah now that you say that that, that <laughs> right? little guitar riff and now that yeah i thought you were just like i'm trying to imagine like the chorus being used in videos i'm like i don't mm. recall that at all but the riff oh, now yeah. that you say that yeah and this feels really weird to be on an album and not just a standalone track because I don't think I've ever heard like I've never heard this album. So hearing it in between two other Weezer songs, I'm like, you gross. No, this is only supposed to be on a mixtape. That's it. Hey, to be fair, this is kind of what sold the album, right? So. Oh, heck yes. Very popular. Even even the the video is still such a clever idea. How they like seems they seamlessly blended it into an episode of Happy Days. I used to watch Happy Days when I was a kid, like with my parents. So when that video came out, I as a like oh fuck ninety four, I would have been like five, maybe watched it a year or two after it came out. So I was definitely less than 10 years old. Blew my fucking child mind. I had no idea how these young kids were in the show. I was like, when was the show record? I was so dumb. Kids are so stupid. I was yeah, so they, dumb. They brought, they brought all the actors back. They got good makeup to make sure they didn't age or anything. <laughs> Hed, uh, Henry Winkler hadn't aged a day. I mean, oh my God, but it was so good. It's a, it, That sold the song hundred percent it, it was a very clever idea and it was well done because like the video filter too made it look like mm. it was coming right off of like an old like 50s film you know so oh yeah it worked really well uh but that's the video and that has nothing to do with the score but i just wanted to say if you haven't seen the buddy holly video you're doing yourself a disservice by not watching oh, it hell yeah you have to watch it whether you have watched the show it references or not watch the video and then watch the show so for reference, clearly. Uh, no, because if you want to, yeah, if you want to know where the term "jumping the shark" comes from, then yes, watch Happy Days because that's not only that, is that where it came from, but that's literally what they did, and that's what blew yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah. So Granted, I was never a fan of Happy Days, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, so this is another one of the songs where the verse and chorus blend a little bit, but like. This uh, that it didn't bother me this time because this is like the first truly catchy chorus on the album. It's yeah. a super memorable. It's a great sing along. Like even the verses aren't all that hard to sing either. There's not really a 
except for the maybe the bridge that gets a little strange but like other than that the verses and courses are all very singable uh, so, so, sorry uh, no actually uh, that's the end of my point anyways I was probably just going to drag it on by like two or three words <laughs> so when you say that the um, chorus or the verse and the chorus blend together do you mean an idea in like sound because hearing we you'd think that the chorus was going to start right yeah so like do you mean that it blended in sound or in vibe or what do you mean when you yeah, say yeah that? with sound because like not much changes in the instrumentation between the verse and chorus the pacing doesn't change there's not really any big fills like every once in a while there are and i'm not talking about the one towards the end either because that's yeah. kind of its own standalone thing but yeah, like even going from the first verse to the chorus, like I know there's even a pre-chorus in there technically, but like mm -hmm. even that kind of feels like all the same. It's like a very mild to like minimal transition. Okay. But it's not necessarily a bad thing in this one. This is one of those ones where they it just felt right and it felt better. And it's a very short song too, so I can't imagine yeah. them doing anything too crazy. Fair and uh, respected. Um, the synth playing the main riff i think that comes in maybe halfway through maybe two i was gonna say two quarters of the way yeah two quarters of the way through um the synth playing the main riff sounds like a guitar uh something where you're sliding instead of hitting individual keys you're sliding down some pad uh not really educated on those crazy instruments but uh sounded great i liked it a lot um, I find it incredibly fun to sing. I imagine that's why it's as popular as it is. And um, catchy as fuck. And the guitar under the bridge is playing the outro riff. And I fucking love that. It's not playing like the main riff. It's playing the outro riff. So it's like prepping you for the end. Very cohesive. I liked it a lot. Great choice. Under the bridge. This isn't the Red Hot Chili Peppers, silly. Is literally what I thought when I wrote it, and then I thought, you know what, Chris can say something dumb, and he didn't let me down, so thank you. I always say dumb things. <laughs> Where have you been for eighty nine episodes? <laughs> in my own head. In Apparently my own so. head. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not huge on the bridge, though. I thought, like, I mean, the, the oh, I think the um mean? the instrumental part, I think was uh better for it but the yeah. the part with the singing felt like more of a throwaway yeah so i don't know i wasn't too big on that but it's very brief so there's not even enough to complain about um especially that, that guitar part in the middle that bridges the final part of the bridge to the final chorus yeah uh i the one that's so popular on TikTok. that sounds like it would actually get a really it would get a good like audience reaction live oh hell yeah because he's gonna like, play it. He's gonna play the thing. He's gonna do it. And as soon as the course drops back, and people just go nuts. <laughs> right. But yeah. This this is a a really fun song. Great energy, short and sweet. I mean, like, what else is there to say besides it's a good song? Absolutely nothing. Good. Then we'll move on to the next single of the album, song number five, "Undone" slash the sweater song, or parentheses the sweater song. Uh, I love how during the first chorus, it's pretty basic with no backing vocals or embellishments and that they come in nicely going forward. I hope that made sense. Uh, huh. I think this connects to a note that I made to a different song. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, this might actually have to do with this note uh, a couple songs forward. Uh, I love when the first chorus is bare bones plain. Like, I don't know how to describe it other than uh, there's no like second 
uh, backing guitar to your riff. There's just, it's just plain ass. That's it. It's like how you would play it if you were playing it on an acoustic guitar, just you, and that's it. Um, but then the extra stuff is like introduced during the second chorus where you get those extra double kicks on the the bass drum or you get a little lick over your riff or whatever. I like when the first chorus has none of that bullshit and then it comes in during the second chorus. And you're like, oh, you're giving me something extra. And that happens to quite a few songs on this album. And I really enjoy that because it's a surprise. It's not like you're listening to the same verse and chorus done the same way every time. It changes it up. And I'm pretty sure that's what I meant by this uh, bullshit sentence. So, yeah, hope that all made sense. A very long-winded explanation to, to explain something that you yep. didn't even understand. There were a lot of things going on in my head, and then I wrote down maybe a percent of them. So. Now you have 3%. Well, we can deal with it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the song works as both like a, a come down uh, because f- some parts of it are a little quieter, mainly the verses, I guess, and the intros and everything like that. And like yeah. the parts bridging each verse as well. Uh, but yeah, it still has like that fun energy that's pretty much been like on point with the album so far. So uh, definitely a lot to like about this one. This one's also catchy and fun. It's it's pretty simple and straightforward as a matter of fact like uh this song is probably one of the better examples of a song being super straightforward but pulled off in a really great way Mm -hmm. uh because i like the quieter verses match with like the heavier choruses and it just makes it like infinitely more enjoyable because you kind of get like a little of both sides in it so Mm -hmm. i really do enjoy that i thought that was fun and speaking of the quieter parts too like I, i like the uh the little conversation in the beginning of the track i've always thought that was kind of funny because you hear those like two guys talking to each other and like one just sounds like super disinterested it's only it's kind of like he only showed up to this concert because he was like promised alcohol and like drugs oh my god he's just like where's the drugs and beer you said there'd be drugs and beer yeah it's the only reason i got or i came here well because like the one guy sounds so stoked and the other one's just like oh hey yeah uh-huh okay there you got cool. the drugs <laughs> well at one point i think in the conversation he's like do you want a beer he's like yeah like there's like a it's like <laughs> kind of like Daria. Sometimes you can hear the enthusiasm, and then other times it's just like monotone misery. Fair. Um, oh, where am I going? This song isn't as slow and lame as I remember. I always thought this song was just really like I don't know lethargic, but it's actually not. It picks up nicely, and I really like the energy. Um, I like that the drums change as the song winds down. Again, they add little things in different parts uh, to kind of keep your interest, which it definitely did. Someone who loses interest really quickly stuck with it the whole time. Uh, With about two minutes left, I couldn't help but think, how do they need this much more time? Uh, The song is just over five minutes. Uh, The ending wasn't tedious or annoying, And really, for a five-minute song that could have ended at two minutes 50, I'm actually surprised that I liked it and I stuck with it the whole time. It could have ended, like, it could have ended, but having that extra, like, it didn't take away from the score, it didn't take away from my interest. Um, It was just one of those thoughts. I was like, oh, it could end now. Oh, we're, we're not doing that. Okay. I, I'll see where you're going to take me, but we'll see. I was going to say there was a, I, I like the end because there was like this big build into this like final crescendo, like this final hit where everything just kind of trails off. Yeah. But then you had like that kind of like ominous, like noisy outro to it and everything that sounded like a little uh, uh, creepy or whatever, but I don't mind that either. Like I, I don't like that part the best, but at the same time, like it's definitely not anything I would uh, let affect the score at all. 
Yeah. Because it's also pretty quick too. Uh, I love the vocals in the course. So you, you already kind of mentioned like the, the first course being like more bare bones and then the yeah, you yeah. kind of get added on. I, I love the additional courses because you get more and more added to it. Like yeah. uh, the harmonies, the overlapping vocals with each other. Uh, it just sounds like they're having a good time in the studio. And I always love hearing that kind of stuff. Uh, I always thought this song was actually longer than it actually is too. Like I like I know you said it's like over five minutes, but for some reason I, when I was younger, I always thought this was like six or seven minutes long. Oh shit! But no, so uh, and I don't know. Maybe it's like the long kind of like noisy part of the outro that makes it feel long sometimes. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. The song is fun to me, so it kind of just flies by. So I don't know. I I enjoy this one. Yeah. Uh, likewise, it was. Not my worst rated. I would certainly hope not. Yeah. Well, imagine if it was, you'd be like, all right, shut it down. Black screen, that's it, we're out. The only way that would work is if every other song on this also had a fantastic review by you. So that way it's like everything was a 10 and I just had to decide which one was the lowest 10. Yeah, fair enough. Which is not the case. (laughs) No, so... (laughs) No, uh, as popular as this album may be, it's not an album full of 10s in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on. Is this one a 10? We'll find out later, I guess. Song number six, Surf Wax America. Okay, I barely have anything for this one. I didn't care much for it. Um, I, I, My first note says I don't mind this one, but I'm not sure by how much. Um, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, okay, like it's, it's okay, but I think it is one of those ones that if it was playing, I would just wait it out and just continue on enjoying the rest of it. Um, and surfing is not a realistic idea I can create while listening to Weezer sing this. At all. <laughs> yeah, that certainly wasn't a lot to say for it, eh? <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, I like the main picking riff. That's enjoyable. And I hate the quiet down in the middle. What was the point? Yeah, actually, I have one of this as the bridge kind of killed it for me a little bit. Definitely um, did. I had to I- check my phone to see if it was still playing. I, I did still appreciate like the harmonies and the overlapping that they do. I, I like when they do that. I appreciate those fun little moments. But yeah, other than that, like it, it took away from the energy of the song because like yeah. this song was like a smart pickup from the previous track. I did like it like the energy was back again. So and also it's a smart placement, too, because like we're just past the halfway point. So picking that energy back up is always a smart idea to do. Yeah. Uh, I noticed the vocals felt a little buried in the mix in this song, uh, like mainly for the verses, I guess. Um but it kind of adds that, like, I said pop punk style in my notes here, but I, I don't even want to call it pop punk, but I guess for lack of a better term, it is. Yeah. Uh, it kind of adds to that, like, that feeling that they were, like, trying to go for, I suppose, because it gives it that more, like, raw and off the floor kind of sound. And when it comes to, like, punk music, that's kind of what you anticipate more or less. So yeah, I liked it for that reason, but I just I felt weird because... It's the only song in the album where the vocals truly felt a little buried. So it's just kind of like they underproduced this one song on the entire album. Yeah. That, that's that, that's a half lie because there's another song coming up where I felt the production as a whole was pretty weak. But for the vocals, this one was just like, yeah, this one feels like a little uh, like a lost opportunity. I have absolutely nothing else, but I am glad that you didn't love it to death. So I don't feel guilty. Let's see how much I loved it and or hated it. Uh, that's all I'll say for now because I don't yeah, want to spoil placements. <laughs> yeah, we definitely all got to see. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yes, you can see my poker face. Uh, so this song, 
Just staring at the camera for oh my like God. five AI. minutes. Very uncomfortable. This mm. song was much enjoyable. Very enjoyable, but there were problems with it. I liked the song, but the, I didn't like certain parts. Anyways. All right. Chris wrote his review from a, a chat GBT now. Yeah, I just told it to write it for me. Then, then I purposely told it to just mess around with it, too. It's like, you got it. <laughs> this is a song by Weezer. I enjoyed this song, but I'm not certain how much I enjoyed it by. I- I enjoyed this song by Weezer. I don't know by Weezer. And you're like, okay, okay. Little editing. You end every sentence with by Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate those fun little moments. By Weezer. (laughs) Lord. Smart placement on the album too. By Weezer. (laughs) Say it ain't so. The next song. By (laughs) Weezer. So yeah, song number seven. Say it ain't so totally understand why certain songs were released as singles because like they fit the time period very well this is very like i don't know yeah solen gen xy sound and vibe and uh the whole i love when the first chorus is bare bones blah blah, blah. that's my second no that was for this song i already reha- i already hashed that out earlier I actually have like long notes for this one too. I don't want to say long. There's a couple of long notes for this one, and I'll, I'll get the uh, the song meaning out of the way first. So if you weren't here last week, I started doing more song meanings and everything, like lyrical interpretation. Not every song in this album truly deserved it, uh, but then ones like this kind of got me thinking, especially during the bridge when he's kind of like writing an open letter to his dad. Okay. Because uh, uh, those lyrics you hear, dear father something something whatever yeah yeah. uh so i found out that apparently rivers regrets writing this song really i i don't know how much he regrets as a whole but i guess like the lyrical content he does yeah um because it relates to an incident when he was in high school where he came home and saw a beer in his fridge now that seems like a pretty simple like what the hell why is like did you were you triggered by the beer kind of was though because uh he thought of uh it was left there by his stepdad and it reminded him he thought his stepdad was going to leave his mom because the same thing happened like his dad drank and uh eventually left his mom yeah uh, and so then when he saw that his stepdad was drinking he's like oh god he's gonna leave her too yeah and so it's just like one of those like a uh, ptsd type things when you see a can of beer but then mm. apparently he started river started drinking at the age of 21 before that he was like petrified of alcohol he was terrified of it and then at yeah. 21 he's like oh it doesn't hold the same significance anymore because I'm not afraid of it anymore. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's, well, if anything, he can just like look at it as a snapshot in time. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like I felt like that. I've moved on. I am a better person. Uh, but I don't have to. Re- I don't have to revisit this from my past. But it's there. Like, who still feels the same way about most of the things in their life than they were when they were a teenager? Uh, it's not a phase, Mom. It's my life. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> no, it's a phase. It's a phase. It's totally a phase. I try and dress how I did. Well, I guess in the more extreme way that I dressed when I was a teenager, I'll do it now. And it just, it seems like I'm one of those TikTokers or YouTubers who mock people like that. But you can tell they're in their 30s, their 40s, and they're dressing up all emo. I look in the mirror, I'm like, it was a phase. It was totally a phase. Please get me out of this. I hate this so much. I, I, I tend to dress kind of like I did in high school. Uh, like I didn't do anything outrageous or whatever. I did like yeah. a lot of band shirts and jeans in high school. So Jinko nothing, jeans. Uh, no, no, that was middle school. Uh, 
I was in middle school like from 2000 to 2002, so that would have been like prime time for that shit. Hell yes. Uh, but now as like uh, like yeah, I was t-shirt and jeans, so it wasn't anything like spectacular or crazy. Um, yeah, again, I did like a lot of crazy dressing in middle school. Like I spiked my hair, did the t-shirt over top of the sweater type thing, black fingernails. I was all yeah. over that shit. Uh, nowadays, I I call myself the industrial rock dad because I just like all black jeans with like sometimes depending on what concert I go to, I have like combat boots that I wear. But I yeah. don't look like a goth. I just like I look like like a, a grizzled Dying. industrial rock dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell that you have a job. It's like, oh, man, he's in the scene, but he also has a day job and he doesn't dress like this all the time. He's a fucking conformist is who he is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking he's sellout. yuppie. Yep. All right, back to saying it ain't so, because uh, Tangent City always happens. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah, so you were kind of saying, like, you see why this one's a single. And I oh, mean, yeah. this song... <sighs> When it comes to like '90s music, like I think the open the guitar opening of the song is one of the more iconic guitar riffs from the '90s. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know. There's just something about it that's very memorable, and like it's one of those things where if you're old enough or have been a fan long enough, you could probably name the song in the second flat just from the first couple of notes. Yeah, like so that that's how like memorable it is. So it definitely stands the test of time in that way. Um, yeah, and I th- this is one of the first times you hear like the bass kind of like do something fun and on its own. Oh my God. I, I had to mention that I'm spoiler. I mentioned it in the last track and she says, I had no idea there was even bass in this song or in this album brackets sarcasm. Nice to hear it. Yeah, like <laughs> Undone had so it. A, yeah. Undone had it a bit, but it was like mixed with guitar. Yeah. Uh, this one, like, yeah, I had a buttery smooth tone was kind of doing its own thing. So that was great. Mm. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, hold on. Did I miswrite something? Oh no, no, no. That's the next note because I thought I, I wrote something about. I wrote a note about something sounding genuinely bad, and I was yeah. I, I was still reading my bass, and I was like, "Yikes!" That makes sense to me. So, what does that note say? I wonder. Uh oh, Jesus. Yeah, I almost forgot. I had to read the first word of this note, and I immediately knew. Uh, one of the things I think that sounds genuinely bad in this song, and realistically across the entire album, are the harmonies, the vocal harmonies in the verse. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the octave harmony is going on. Like, you have like the really high falsetto, and then the like lower rivers line being sung, and they're like just yeah. matching each other. I hate it. Oh, okay. So I have two things that I remember reading that I didn't bring up. Um, shit, you mentioned something. This was about the bass. Okay. So I read that they were treating the guitar and the bass like a 10 string instrument and they were playing them together. Probably why we didn't hear it at all. Um, also, fuck, what did you, what did you just mention now? About I, the I, harmonies. The harmonies. So the bassist is doing the harmonies. Uh, he had never sung before doing this. And he had to sing outside his regular range in falsetto. He eventually started to get it. Um, but that might be why you don't like it, because this is like literally one of his first goes. So it sounds like a weird initiation. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, like, are you telling me no other member could have done that? Or maybe Rivers just kind of overlaps himself? Like, I mean, there are solutions and they went with this one. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yep. It it annoyed me so much. Like I'm glad obviously it doesn't last forever and ever, but at the same time, for the times it was there, it's just, it's it's like 
you know, nails on a chalkboard type deal. This, I think it's so annoying and I do not like it. I never noticed. And because it lasts just long enough, like it did kind of affect the score a little bit. So oh. it's kind of unfortunate that that had to happen. I, I still didn't tank the song. It's just like not as high as other people would have rated. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, the song's still really catchy. It still has a lot of staying power. And after all these years, it still sits pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, my only other note was about the lyrics. And so... That's all I gotta say. Generally good track for the most part. Harmonies were annoying. Uh, yes, it's a single. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I like that the lead guitar really shines with the picking in the spaces in between of the like bass. I guess the bass song. Uh, chorus very tasty. I am so thankful that the drum tone has stayed consistent throughout this entire album thus far because it's so soft and delicate where it needs to be without sounding too flimsy when things pick up. It feels like it can manage a lot, and I like that. And I think I like this song uh, more than I did before because you hear it as a single, you hear it on the radio, you hear it on certain things, and you're just like, oh, I like that song, that's cool. But then when you're actually listening to it, you're like, oh, there's actually little minuscule things to like about it uh, or dislike in your case but I like it a little bit more than I did before yeah I was just going to say like I had the opposite effect where I listened to it and I, again, I, I don't hate it and I didn't suddenly yeah. been like oh this is this a is little shit. more grading yeah they're just this time around I'm just like it could be a mix of having heard this tons of my entire life through yeah. various media like pieces of media uh, and also then just like realizing there's certain parts of the song I don't like but then still appreciating what I did like about it yeah Fair enough. Okay, then we'll move on to one that I thought was a single, but I probably only thought that because once again, my sister probably overplayed the shit out of this song. Number eight in the garage. <laughs> okay, so funny, funny. I have grown up saying garage like a million different ways. It's a car. Um, <laughs> I I go back home, and because we're we're not. Well, like it's an urban like city, but if once it's you one leave, of the smaller ones, though, yeah, but it's like once you leave that um, universally known city line, you got nothing. You literally have nothing. So everyone in my family calls it a garage, and I'm so used to it. And moving to a much more urban and developed area, uh, I've had to change it to garage. I feel so hoity-toity that that entire scene from The Simpsons, 100% true. 100% true. I am a hoity-toity fancy pants by saying garage instead of, garage. yeah, it's in the garage. Hey, Just fellas, the garage. The garage. Well, what do you call it? A car hold. <laughs> there yeah. you are. That's, that should have been the opening joke, in the car hold. <laughs> Oh my god! That'll be my yep. Easter. That'll be my Easter egg in the uh, the song rankings. When uh, on the screen, when I list the songs, I'll just put in the car. <laughs> <old>. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, the harmonica came back in this song. It felt a little more fitting. The intro made, felt very folky because because you have like acoustic guitar and harmonica. So I mean, like uh, that that was a cool little thing. But then it turns right back into like '90s teen basement rock. Like yeah. in your mom's basement with these cheap little amplifiers and trying not to be too loud, but like that's what this is. Um, I, I got a huge gripe with the with the production of this song. This is the one I mentioned earlier. Where really? It's like, okay. Maybe maybe it's just the way it sounded in my headphones. I don't know. Maybe over the speakers, it's just mm. better. And you don't really notice much more. Oh, I wonder if it's the same thing I was thinking of that well, I resisted writing down. It has to do with the verse. The first verse, at the very least, the second verse actually they they've improved on it. I will say that much. I I think it's the exact same thing I was going to say. 
it, it might have to do it. Uh, and uh, it, okay, you know what? Then I'll just I'll read both notes then, and we'll just see how like kind of parallel they are. So this was a strange uh, choice of mixing, especially in the first verse. It felt so weak and oddly mixed because like one of the guitars are not. Yes. <laughs> and in the left headphone, uh, you don't hear anything. Yeah. You hear very cheap bass in the background, easy, simple drums with like the microphone 20 feet away from it. And then very loud guitar in the right headphone. And it just, it doesn't feel good to listen no, to. No, it, feels- it doesn't. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. But because I complimented the drums being mixed as if you were sitting behind the kit, I felt it hypocritical to shit on the mixing for that part of the song. But it was far too loud in in the right ear. And then the second second verse, it evened out. It was so much better. First one fucking sucked. And I so agree. The reason why it evened out in the second one is because they said, fuck the guitar. They must have realized it too. And they just replaced it with overdriven bass. Mm. It was a bass guitar that was doing that so it was just drums bass and river singing and i i thought that was a, a far greater choice because yeah. i am a whore for bass distortion okay I'll, like you might be a whore for bass i'm a whore for bass distortion <laughs> so like give me nice. the noisy shit i'll take it and when i heard that i was like oh they improved on it good i thought i had to go through another shitty verse so yep. i was happy that they did that it's it was still very very minimal it feels like they could have done more with it not that you need to like always have every instrument doing everything but the mix could have been better on it so fuck you rick okasic for overviewing that yeah he's dead uh, now by the way then i'll go to his grave and say fuck you i was like thanks for the cars but fuck you for that one choice on in the garage or in the car hole <laughs> okay. right. i'll Fair even film myself saying it too single rose on his grave and it's like oh by the way fuck you for in the garage and then just walk away <laughs> And just kiss your two fingers, touch his grave, and then just walk into the no, That's what the rose is for. Kiss from a rose. Come on. Ah. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's All still right. better than the first verse. I like that. And my only other note is that the song is very catchy, but far weaker on the catchy front, though. I will say that much. Uh, two notes. Uh, the drums at the end, adding all that bass drum it, again, it as the song progresses, more and more is added. That bass drum, just go listen to that. It caught me off guard in like the most pleasurable way. Never thought I'd actually constantly praise something here. The drums, I'm down for it. I love it. And fuck, the more I hear this, the more I like it. That's it. I'm done with this. And that was my last note. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the more I'm listening, the more I'm like, okay, I can get into the vibe. I still hated the beginning, but like the end of it redeemed the beginning because I liked it a lot. So I forgot about the beginning. You know, now that I'm looking back on this song, thinking about it right in this active moment, it is so lucky it didn't get a zero out of 10. Just oh from God. the simple lyrics of I've got posters on the wall, yeah. my favorite rock group kiss. Really? That's a zero to ten, buddy. Oh, God. And then starts talking about Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Okay, but so. they don't mention Gene Simmons. I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, at least he took the two good ones. Li- anyone who's not, I thought it wasn't the joke that everyone hates Peter Chris or something like that. I don't fucking know. It's Kiss. I don't care. I don't know. Uh, he wrote Beth and it was good. So Any member who's not Gene Simmons is fine but gene simmons is enough to ruin the band and also i don't really like i like like maybe two kiss songs max mm-hmm. uh other than that like i don't like them and that's me being polite <laughs> yeah okay so we're going to do kisses 1998 album psycho circus wow i've never f-tiered nelton before 
<laughs> oh my god what if we actually okay 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 you obviously like the you've seen you've seen yeah. them fucking live okay i mean like yeah you're, for you're free. not f hearing shit um i okay so that was it for that song there you <laughs> <From> go <me. laughs> called the fuck out song number nine the penultimate song of the entire album holiday again another one with sort of a waltzy sort of feel but i found this one weak i found it weak they're close enough to the end that i'd probably just call it and turn it off and sorry last song you're a casualty which is strange because actually I thought this is where they've like brought a lot of the fun back in really? uh, from the early it. parts of the album. I, I had enjoyed it. Like the warm sound came back too. And maybe that was just a note in spite of in the garage. <laughs> I, I, so I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, just, it doesn't feel too different from some of the other songs aside from that, like waltzy type feel to it. Yeah. Um, but again, I actually appreciate it. And so I just said, well played wheeze. <laughs> Oh my god singing singing the word heartbeat was the hook of the song and admittedly the best part but it was weak and didn't help with song memory i don't know what was with that breakdown in the middle were they just leaning heavily into the waltz thing i don't know i was not a fan of this one okay i mean that's that's fine uh because like one thing I say, like even with the start of the song too, is I I, I like the or it's not even just the start. It was like through the song was uh, mm -hmm. the or, there was an organ in the song that I actually thought was like a good addition. Everything like that, it was like that little layer that actually perked up the sound. So that's I guess that added to my level of enjoyment for it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and the choir to bridge in this track as compared to like one of the other previous tracks, and I can't even remember one. Of, maybe it was her Wax America. Uh, this time, yeah, the choir to bridge didn't work out too much here. Didn't dig on it too much. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the harmonies were at least top notch once again. I really enjoyed that. They're not necessarily super complex, but tonally it's great. So I give it points for that. Maybe that was farther into his uh, falsetto experience. Oh, there's no falsetto here at the very least. Oh, okay, good. Like, singing harmonies Excellent. and again maybe it's the bass player maybe not i don't know but uh the harmonies were Good. nice excellent yeah, i got nothing okay <laughs> moving on to what apparently is like the cult classic favorite among weezer fans only in dreams i didn't know that until i read it because like again another song i'm very very aware of because of my sister she listened to it a lot so there you go that must explain something that the fact that she had this one on loop and Man, to loop an eight-minute song, though, man, it's got to be something special. So all of mine is just a running train of thought, so I can either do that first, or you can go, and then I will do mine after yours. Uh, chugga, chugga, choo, choo, go ahead. All right. I had no idea there was even bass in the song, parentheses, sarcasm. Nice to hear it here. I kind of hoped we'd get something that wasn't a rehash of 40% of this album, but knowing what I know about their trajectory in the future, I'll take this. Okay, I take some of that back. There's a jam at the end, and that was unexpected. The length was unnecessary at the beginning, but I rewrote this point because the more I hear the song, the easier it is for me to listen to because I know what's coming up next. Do I like this? What is going on? Why did I feel satisfied when it ended? I can't tell if I liked it. Fuck, I think I liked it. And that was all I had for that song. There's a real tear of emotions here. 
Oh, with eight minutes, that's a long oh. time to feel many different things in a song, yes. Oh my god, I didn't like it at the beginning, but as soon as the vocals ended and then you got that instrumental outro, oh my god, it was juicy. So it was juicy. I, I, I liked essentially it. have a lot of the same notes, uh, just <laughs> written in a different order. So I'll I'll kind of read these like right off the sheet here. So number number one, an eight-minute closer? Okay, let's see where this goes. And then I kind of like documented my trip through the song a little bit, saying, starts off <laughs> I, feeling like Undone, the sweater song. And that feeling lasts for quite some time, but it's not nearly as catchy or as interesting as Undone. Yeah, uh, like it was like a much weaker version of it for like the longest time. Uh, the, yes, the bass was a nice standout in this track; had a great clean tone on it, so uh, at least it had that going for it. Uh, yeah, the build up in the last quarter uh, at least felt really interesting, and it took a while. But I like, and I and I also feel like it paid off well too, because it could have built up to like nothing, and that could have been just like a huge blue ball moment, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the end of the album. And I'm imagining that what the anticipation to this song would be live, like if you're playing it, and you're doing that long build up in the middle there. Yeah, you're just getting the crowd worked up at that point. So I can imagine the payoff being like fantastic. Uh, and then, yeah, the harmonizing guitar solos that cap off the track are actually really well done and make the ending feel like very great, complete. Uh, it's enjoyable. so complete. It's like it, they're closing that book. You're not longing. You don't want more. They're like, and we're done. And you're like, and we're done. Yeah. It's, and like, because even with the bass guitar, it plays like a, like the same riff, like through most of the song. Yeah. And it, it never, the motif of it never closes it. Like it, there's no for that concluding note to it. But the very last song of the, the entire song. Yeah. The very last of the bass plays in the entire song concludes that motif finally. Yeah. So at least there's that going on. So it's like, it's just like, oh, good. They did complete because I thought they were going to play like one of the last notes incomplete and just go off it's like oh, I can't do it <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah you know what this was a mostly solid uh, album ender I will say that aside from like the first half that kind of like bored me a little bit but yes. yeah the second half was the pickup very redeeming I liked it cool uh, speaking of redemption because we're going to have to find out how exactly Weezer may have redeemed themselves because we're at the end of the oh. album right now we're done talking about it so thank you very much for making it this far if you did uh, let us know what you think of this album down in the comments below but wait a minute you while you're doing that or trying to formulate words to even think of there's more to do for this oh. uh, we have to rank the songs and rate the record uh, but yeah as I said like this has to be the redemption arc we've been waiting for for 80 episodes so time will tell uh, oh my god I I don't even know what to say about this album other than you definitely can see a line where they sort of change sounds maybe they changed I, I know that they've changed a couple band members uh throughout their existence so maybe it sort of changed with the introduction to someone new uh but it is interesting to see where they started where they are now and um i hope that this is better than what ratitude was released in 2009 or something something like so that, it was like yeah. 15 years after this so took 15 yeah. years to ruin the band <laughs> oh my god right i've seen bands destroyed and shorter so congratulations oh, yeah. Uh, so I'll just say now above our heads boom graphics have changed names numbers there's going to be more names though song names to be specific because we have to now rank the songs from best to worst worst to best least favorite to favorite however you want to do it that's that's how we're going to do it Uh, and our listener here uh, ranked songs but only two of them there's 10 by the way (laughs) there's a story there's a story so 
um, this listener is um, a minor minor, and uh, I wasn't going to make them rank all 10 songs because their answer to me asking, hey, so uh, we're going to record that Weezer uh, that Weezer episode today. I got a couple questions for you. And uh, he's like, I asked you to do Weezer like four or five months ago. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a long list. I'm sorry. Uh, they did not remember <laughs> requesting it. <laughs> So the answer to what was your uh, favorite song of the album, uh, they gave me number one and number two and then trailed off. So uh, two is what we get. They don't even remember listening to the album in the first place. <laughs> I, th I think it was a uh, a fixation at the moment. And now now they are. And I quote, um, they are listening to other songs at the moment. <laughs> like. Okay, it's. I feel like I'm being broken up with somehow, but okay. Well, it, it, it's good to know that they're listening to other songs because there is a one or two other songs in the world, so there's yeah, definitely a yeah. few others to check out. I, I'm glad that the uh, the horizons have been broadened. Yeah, uh, well, I'll just say it now. Their ranking number two was Sadie, so number one was Only in Dreams. Look at that, the call classic favorite of all Weezer nice. fans. Yeah, that was not the one I thought they were going to say. I thought they were going to say Buddy Holly. So I'm very glad that you actually listened to the whole album. Maybe, maybe they're too young to truly appreciate it. I think part of the magic of that song came with the video, to be honest. Yeah. No, yeah. Not that's a bad yeah. song, but the video definitely enhances the experience. A hundred percent. Especially seeing it when it was on television and not having to YouTube it. And back when it was on like uh, CRT TVs, and yeah, you it couldn't YouTube exactly. So you could like it just it, it fit the screen. Yes, you couldn't YouTube it. So when it was on, it was like a special event. Yep, yep, memories. Uh, okay, well that was uh, their song rankings, and now we have ours. But good news, we did all ten. Yes, that's kind of what we have to do. <laughs> so I guess I'll get things kicked off in a second, though. Uh, do you think any matches? Oh my God. Uh, so going into this, I was like, yeah, I think we'll have like maybe one or two. I'm going to bank on one. Um, now I think one will be a coincidence, but I'm going to say one because I really, really want to pull through for us. So I'm going to say I'll zero. Just say one. Yeah. The more we talked, the less confident yeah. I was in like <laughs> then the certain songs I know that are going to be like completely flipped. Yeah. And it's just like nothing felt confident. But hey, prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. I uh, yeah, I, I think one will be just a coincidence where it's like, oh, shit. OK, good. Cool. I don't think it'll. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's see where we're going to lie. It's not going to be this one, though, for a match. Number 10 in the garage. Uh, holiday. Just hearing someone else say that is wild. Because I've never called it a garage. I've always right? called it a garage. Very French of me. It's just my family that I hear it, and that's it. Very weird. You're too far away from Quebec, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> the further away you get from Quebec, the like the weirder the pronunciation is. Uh, okay, number nine, no one else. Thank God, coincident. Oh, okay, okay. See, I, I said yeah. prove me wrong. Thank you for doing like, so. You're very welcome, and I'm glad I did it so early, because now there's a chance for two. I will see. I, again, prove me wrong, kids. I will. Number eight, the world has turned and left me here. Surf Wax America. Fuck yeah. Surf Wax, I'll just write that. That's fine. Number seven, say it ain't so. My name is Jonas. Running out of hope. But that's okay, because I already said zero, so anything beyond zero is a pass. Number six, my name is Jonas. <laughs> In Les Garage. In lesbian garage, uh, I don't recall that one. 
Um, sometimes I throw some French words in and then ref- uh, refuse to pronounce them in French. There you go. <laughs> That's why you should say in les grage. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but I can't double up on your joke, so. Why not, though? Take advantage of it while you can. Yeah. Number five, only in dreams. Number five, undone the sweater song. Uh, yeah, we're done. Because I don't think Excellent. we're matching Buddy Holly. I can almost promise they are that. Number four, Surf Wax America. Number four, the world has turned and left me here. World has turned. Number three, holiday. Uh, number three, a buddy holiday. Holy, buddy Holly. I was gonna say, are you trying to do a Billy Holiday <laughs> joke? I was just trying to make Holly sound like holiday. So, so buddy Holly, correct? Yes, it is. Don't confuse it me. Is, here, it is buddy Holly. Yes, it is. My number two is buddy Holly. I told you it was gonna match. My number two is only in dreams. Only, yeah, you really did like that one, eh? I did, I did, and it's only number two because I didn't like the beginning. Yeah, fair enough, but the fact that you didn't like half the song and it still made number two. Because I actually did some sort of instrumental and it seemed outside of what I listened to the entire album, I liked it. A little bit of redemption. Works for me. Number one, Undone the Sweater Song. And I have the other single, Say It Ain't So. It Ain't So. Yeah, see, like, my Say It Ain't So was number seven, yours number one. My Undone was number one, yours was number five. So kind of a flip there. But you know what? We got one. Yeah, because no one else sucked. That is so. 10% of the entire list. That's actually pretty good, man. Double digits? Oh, yeah. Double digits? <laughs> yeah, one zero, 10%. Ah. Well, I mean, if we got two, it would have been 20. If we got three, it would have been 30, because it's only 10 songs. I know. That's how, when I was do when I was doing the review, I was like, I have 20% of my review done. I've only done 15 minutes of work. And then there's something really awkward. You do it like intense math. Like, oh, I've done 23% because I've only written like one single note for oh, this song. Oh, God. Yeah, go, go so deep into it. Fuck you decimal places. Anyways, while I curse math a little bit, it's time to actually rate the record. So let's transition screens and do that now. Swish. Alrighty then. Here it is. The album rating screen. Oh, my goodness. So much to look at. So much to experience. Uh, an awful lot of B tiers in this season. I, I was hoping to when the season started, like we were like showing promise with like some A tier albums. Yeah. And then it's been like a long streak of B's ever since. We had a C in there with the Smiths, but I mean. Yeah. Well, maybe now, this one will be an A. Who knows? I would like to think it'd be anywhere but B, but I don't. I don't even know at this point. But all I know is it definitely won't be a D tier like gratitude. It's old. It's a much younger brother, uh, just being a shit disturber in the basement right now. <laughs> Will the older brother get the uh, top floor of the house to himself? We're gonna find that out real quick because it's time to rate the record. Yeah, just like the title says. Uh, and so, by the way, our listener decided to rate this album out of a hundred, uh, and they rated. So you said 79.81. Like, I would like to know how that score, like the decimal point is what's crazy to me. Like it literally uh, was me standing in the room and I said, okay, what would you rate this out of a hundred? I said like a percentage. And they just said 77 something. He said, no, no, no. 79.81. I said 79.81. He's like, yep. Uh, All right. (laughs) Like, I would love to know where the eight one comes in the factor, but okay, especially when you only uh, review two songs. Probably humor, and it worked. 
Well, there you go. That's fantastic. But what's even more impressive is that he managed to B plus tier the album. Right? He, he knows what's up. The, the, the young lad is learning. I'll say that much. Hundred percent. You'll, you'll make a uh, you'll make a very irritating music reviewer one day. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we oh, know. I don't doubt it at all. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. Uh, speaking of being an annoying music reviewer, it's time to actually write the record. Uh, we need to know each other's scores and everything like that. So, uh, I I guess I'll fire mine off. What did we do last week? Last week was our anniversary, and I can't remember who went first. I'll I'm just go first. I'm pretty sure I went first. Um, but you go first anyways. So yeah, it must have because it was the Smiths before that and uh, you chose the Smiths, so I would have gone yes. first. So yes, I'll go first regardless. So did Weezer indeed redeem themselves? Well, we'll find out in a minute whether or not we did that together. Uh, I definitely redeemed them, but I already said that at the beginning. It was far better than Ratatouille, but what does yeah. the redemption arc look like? Oh my God, well, just so, say it. You're killing me, man. I know, right? So I think my original score for Ratatouille was like, what, 54, oh 55, or something like that. Okay. So the fact that you... You rainbow arc from D to A is fucking insane because I rated it eighty two point five. That is fucking funny. I enjoyed I, this. Okay, so hold on. 80, 82.5, You say? Hey, I got the math. Keep going. Oh my god! I just I my heart hurts because I rated a seventy eight point nine, and I can't do the math down to the decimal. Seventy eight point nine. You said? Yeah. Well, then I won't keep you in suspense anymore. A tier, baby. Oh, my fucking 80.7. 80.7. Oh, my God. I have to go so far up this list. Like 80.70. It is better than Krungbin, but not as good as Foo Fighters, which, you know what? I think I agree with because Krungbin's 80.55. Foo Fighters is 80.77. And it seems to nestle itself nicely in there. So I'm okay with that. What an unreal redemption arc, though. It went from oh. the Weezer was the lowest rated band up to the A tier for the, the next album review. Okay, so a uh, couple things to say about this. Um, one, obviously, they've gotten shittier as they've aged, uh, <laughs> quite obviously. Um, I also would like to point out that putting Weezer into the uh, A tier where it is, places it one two three it places it into the number nine slot which i would like to say that despite it being a request that request came from inside the house and i pay rent on this house so i'd like to think that savannah picked another a tier <laughs> yeah you did not congratulations produce... savannah Woo! you didn't produce the child Woo! so you can't claim Please. that Woo! Not even your biological child doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> God damn it. I, I will not give you the good feelings. You got your good feelings already, so you got to earn them. Paying rent does nothing. That, I pay I pay rent too, and I've, I've gotten some shitty albums on here before. <laughs> you hear thumping from upstairs. You're like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we, we got to go. Uh, <laughs> landlord's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, well, now that we're back on screen, I'm assuming wherever the hell I decided to throw us in. Yeah, oh my, the redemption arc. That is a massive one. Pearl Jam has been on our show three times, and each album is in the B tier. Yeah. Weezer literally went from the worst Weezer. band on the show to one of the yeah. top tier bands. Like, holy shit, and it only took 80 episodes. So, I am checking to see what we did. Um rate ratitude okay so uh chris's score 
58 solid. Ooh, not bad. (laughs) Savannah score, 44. That is the lowest score either one has ever given. I cannot believe what we both gave the Blue Album. This is that's wild. That's crazy. Well, I knew I knew we were gonna like this one more, but like holy shit, I I, much. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be the B tier, and very close to the B tier. It really was close. Yeah, but don't worry, Chris saves the day by rating it just high enough to keep it in the A tier. All right, you know what? I will give you that because that is a hundred percent true. Yeah, you B tiered it. What are you talking about? I I'm staying. I'm staying with the. with the whole thing, you know, B tier. That's what we do. It's that's our whole gig, right? <laughs> yeah, but we're still trying to escape it as often as we can. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like being the in plague. Pri- it's like being in prison. The joke is, haha, I'm here forever, but you always dream about getting out of prison. Yeah. All right, blessing and a curse. That's what it is. <laughs> or I guess on the Right the Record podcast, it's called a prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me too. Okay, well, I mean, hey, you know what? We we end the mid-season finale, uh, the f- the fifth mid-season finale, with an A-tier album. Gotta respect that, gotta love that, and and you gotta be even happier for it, because it's the ultimate redemption arc ever. Oh, yes. Uh, now Bob Dylan needs to do it. <laughs> and I don't think it's, as long as Savannah's here, it'll oh never god. happen. Imagine, oh my god, let's just pick a decent one. Let's pick something from the 2000s. No. <laughs> I love checking like old bands and seeing what they do like in the new millennium or like maybe even in the nineties. And some of them are like, Oh, okay. Like this is pretty okay. Some of them are, wow. I could have thought this was released in the seventies and they haven't changed at all. And then other times it's like, I have to put this on the show because this is outrageous. So I have so many ideas that in my head, when I think of them, I see you like that, where you're pinching the bridge of your nose and all you want to do is just sink into your floor. And then I think, you know what? Those are the ones I want to do. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just funny how he's like, he's only gotten more miserable with time. And being the most miserable member of the Traveling Wilburys, he's the last one to survive. Yeah. <laughs> all, oh my God. Jeff Lynn's dead. alive, is he not? No, Jeff Lynn died a while ago. He's been <laughs> dead for like, I feel like a couple of decades at this point. Jeff. Lynn, I he thought died, he yeah. was still alive. Ta-ta. No, he's alive. Is he? Jeff Lynn? Still alive. He's, only, he's only 75. I thought he was dead. No, no. Well, either, every time I'm I Google up... someone, if it says so-and-so is, I'm like, oh, thank God. They uh, then I must be mixing with another Jeff. My bad. Yeah. Yes. Jeff Lynn's still alive. Do another ELO show. Why not, right? Anyways, <laughs> we are at the end of this episode. So, hey, thank you very much for making it this far through the episode. And if you did, you have to let us know what you thought about this album. Where would you rank the songs? Where would you rate the record? What are your opinions? Do you agree with us? Disagree with us? Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of stuff. Let us know down in the comments below wherever you're listening because, I mean, there's comment sections everywhere. We do see them. Uh, the audio section's a little hard, but I have ways of seeing comments now. So, that's pretty cool. So, do that too. I've actually seen quite a few. Uh, I don't want to say quite a few. I've seen a few uh, audio comments, so it's nice to know that there's nice. people out there in the world, you know. Hello, I'm waving at you, but you would never know. Yeah, just parentheses, waving. <laughs> Doing the queen wave, there you go. Yes. 
But anyways, you can let us know on other places, too, uh, what you thought about this album. Over on our social media, it's like on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Uh, it's uh, Rate the Record Podcast, and all of that is found on RateTheRecord.c. So all the social links, all the streaming links we have, the merch, requesting album, and the RTR Club for 5 bucks a month, and all of that kind of stuff, found at RateTheRecord.ca. And one more time, for the sake of good advertising, RateTheRecord.ca. Go Heck there, yes. bookmark it, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, do all the stuff that he says. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, the one who does all the work around here knows exactly what he's doing. Uh-huh. If I play into it, then I get to play Kiss. Good job, Chris. You're that, I, That's not best. guaranteed. That is not best. guaranteed. Good job. Is that a fact? <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I can be mad at Savannah off camera. That's fine, too, because we can let you go now. It's all good. But before we go, uh, we usually, well, I mean, I, we're still going to give you a, like a sneak preview of what to expect on the next episode. Because again, remember, we're off next week. Uh, but next week, uh, two of the I Love the Song videos are coming out. One from me, one from Savannah. It's our part-time series, if you haven't heard about it before. But chances are a lot of people listening might have, because goddamn, my Queens of Stone Age one still still climbing. I'm still very impressed with it. Still very good job. happy. You did a very good job with that video, and I'm very glad that you're getting the views that you deserve. Thank you, because I know you probably haven't seen it at all. <laughs> I don't know who the Queens of the Stonehenge is. Uh, it's okay. They were they were uh, in an 80s band called... Uh, 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 I've already blown the fucking joke. <laughs> Spinal Just Tap. I was going to make a joke about Spinal Tap. <laughs> God damn Just it. cut it all. Uh, but yeah, so so we ha each have an I Love the Song video coming out next week, so make sure that you stay tuned for that. That's always fun to do. I did a very research-heavy episode, too, so please like mm -hmm. it, because uh, it's yeah. taking a while to get through this one, but it's a lot of fun. I like doing it. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the second half of the season uh, for Season 5. Well, first off, the next episode we're doing, I will say, uh, I don't have much of... Um, I don't have much of anything like written down, but off the top of my head, I can just say that uh, we're doing an album anniversary. It's turning 20 years old and it's done by a band who were like massive rock darlings in like the early 2000s and have oh. only tanked over like the last 15, 16 years since the peak of their fame. And now they're just like trash tier musicians. Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't say musicians. I should say band. They're still good musicians. Just. The band is uh, is terrible now. <laughs> I I can't even guess because I feel like I would be rude to anyone I jokingly guessed about. So uh, I will find out alongside everyone else. Even their diehard fans hate their new albums. Really? Uh, but the ones we're doing, uh, the one we're doing next week is actually probably one of their best. So uh, yeah, that one's gonna be pretty cool. Turning twenty years old, uh, and a little more about the second half of season five as well. Uh, so as I said, we have the one more album anniversary. We have three requests next season and i would like to make something very clear we got two requests in season four we haven't even touched on yet and that's because they were artists that we've already done like in season four or maybe just like at, towards the end of season three i can't remember exactly when yeah we have to wait a certain amount of time before we can do them again like minimum six months so good news uh starting in october you'll hear those two requests that have been just sitting in our pile forever and ever and ever and i'm pretty oh, sure yeah. you'd probably know who you are i can almost guarantee it uh, we do have three requests so far, though. We can always take more. So if you have one, someone in. Um, and yeah, there's like a bunch of other mix of stuff. But of course, let's not forget about episode 100. Uh, that'll <laughs> actually be the season five finale. And uh, of course, Savannah's birthday, too. I'll mention that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, special yeah. little bit. Uh, that'll yeah, be a special right. album to do, too. Hell, hell yes, it will. I am going to show up with all of my... Uh, all of my party supplies that you have seen over the last couple of 
party supplies uh, episodes. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I thought you were honestly going to say it's like, I'm going to show up at my birthday soon. Like, YouTube won't like that. <laughs> Hell no. Or it's just like a, a morph suit that just says birthday on it. Yeah. Or didn't we? Uh, we we've partially made the joke before where it's like you can just wear like the ultimate warrior bodysuit so it looks like you're nude but it's actually just the ultimate warrior muscles you know yeah yeah jacked like three shades darker than i actually am <laughs> like you are right now with your sunburn oh my god it hurts so much uh but yeah i, I just want to mention episode 100 it's going to be a special episode because obviously it's a season five finale triple digit episode yeah. uh it's going to be uh pretty cool we have a plan for it so uh Stick around for that, too. That's all I can really say without spoiling much. Oh, yeah. And if I keep talking, I will spoil it. So so I'm will done. I. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done talking now. So, hey, thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, so stick around for the ILTS next week, both of those. And until we see you next time, go listen to some awesome music. Like Weezer's The Blue Album. Just stick but away. But just from- this one. But just this moment. Stay away from Ratitude. Thank you. <laughs> Although, go watch episode nine. Uh, bump our views, please. So you can get, like, good contrasting views. Uh, anyways, yes, go do that. And we'll see you again on the second half of season five in a couple of weeks. So take care, friends. Goodbye. <laughs>